I'm Michael. I'm David. And we're the Sticky Bum Boys. Welcome back to the podcast. If you're new here, hiya. We're currently recapping series four of The Great British Bake Off, and this week is Bread Week. It is indeed. And this is in a simpler time where the bakers weren't asked to make their paternal great aunt's favourite building out of focaccia. Instead, they were just asked to make, well, thoroughly good bread. Thoroughly good breading. I do love that. Bread. Ding, Michael. I said bread ding. Sure, right, sorry. Okay, we should probably get to an ad break so you can cool down. Episode two, and we're breading already. We are already in bread. I don't mind it, actually. <laughs> You're in bread. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't even noticed. <laughs> um, no, I don't mind it. I think it's kind of, I, I do quite like that the first three episodes are cake, biscuits, bread. Well, you're going to hate what happens next week then. Oh, I'm not to that one yet. I don't, but I don't really mind which order they're in. When are um, they going to do biscuits then? Well, I don't, I'm not a massive biscuit fan. Didn't they do biscuits in the semi-final like a while ago? Yeah, and that was series three, wasn't it? So yeah, it's only one series later. Thing. This week, Mary's clearly losing her voice as well. Can you? She's like rasping her way through, bless. Prue's quite a raspy person anyway. True. Oh, yeah. actually, I've got a story about Prue. I'll save it for the second section. Oh. Oh, that's is that just to try and make people keep on listening? Oh, that's, a, that's called a tease, David. Don't listen to this boring baking bit. Wait for the <laughs> inbox. Um, oh, no. Oh, what's happened here? Have you written any notes? It says David Delete. I thought I had written. I thought I'd at least written things. I've literally written <laughs> signature breadsticks. Oh, how many do you reckon? You watched it this morning. Oh, you they, literally watched it this morning. I watched it. They had a lot. It was like 20 something. More than 20? Was it? Yeah. 30? More than 30. 40. Less than 40. 36. Oh my God, bang the money. 36 breadsticks in two hours. Correct. And what, what was, was it? And what was the length? I'll accept inches or centimetres. Oh, I thought you meant the length of time. Oh, I don't know. Um, what just guess? 30 centimetres. Less. 28 centimetres. Less. 8 inches. More. <laughs> is, this good, is this good to listen to? 9 inches. Less. No, more. <laughs> 10 inches 10 inches which as we've discussed discussed before is excessive that is long 10 inches for a breadstick yeah quite a long one uh, Mary says some will be round some will be straight but they've got to look professional be original and taste good yet again quoting directly from my hinge profile <laughs> <laughs> whose did you like whose breadsticks I can tell you what I didn't like if that's oh. a good place to start because Becca was using fennel I, know, I saw that. I was like, straight away. I would it's... simply rather shit my hands and clap than eat something like that. Awful. See, as well as only writing breadsticks, I thought you were leading the episode and I was ready to say, who's your favorite one? Oh, Fennel. Becca's no. just lovely. I mean, I love Becca. She's great, but like she should absolutely have gone to jail for at least six months for doing that. Do you know what I liked? Rob was, was needing and he said, this is the only technique you can do with a stiff one. I see other people slapping, but you can't do it with this one. Then it cut to Mark, who was slapping, and he said he'd knocked over lamps with this technique. Oh, really? Uh, Robert also said, I've got a thin stick. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why it was so stiff, because it was thin. Well, but he was using rye, wasn't he? Robert was putting, had put rye into his dough, and rye absorbs all the moisture out of like the air around them. It's like you with fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a very, very <laughs> stiff dough. Uh, oh god i think i'm really funny moving on <laughs> whose did you like that apart from you said you didn't like becca's because it was fennel and chili i really liked and i'm gonna sound like a broken record here francis and ruby so francis was making sweet breadsticks which weren't really sweet they were just ginger they were dipped in chili chocolate and they looked like matchsticks and she even like blowtorched one so it was like a burnt matchstick in a massive box of matches she's she if you've not seen this episode she literally had a professional box a giant box of matches it looks inc- her creativity we said it last week we'll probably say it again until every single week her creativity is amazing ruby as well though which i really liked the two separate bread doughs where one was like mexican spices and one was like chili and then she kind of 
she rolled them together so they kind of stuck together and then twisted them. Yeah. And they looked brilliant. I think you, last week when we were saying who we thought was in the top, you said Ruby in your top four. And actually, it's probably because you'd watched a couple of episodes at once, which I didn't. Because Ruby last week, she was in that's the bottom. True. I was really, because that's, when it was this week, I was like, okay, this is Ruby here. Yeah. Because that is a tricky breadstick she was doing. And she aced it. Week one, she cried and she probably, probably because she knew she was so much better than she was doing in week one. Yeah. But yeah, doing two different types and twisting it together, but also the flavors, like spicy in one, then chili come through the other. I loved the idea of that. There was a couple more that I liked. I liked Ali's um, garlic parmesan and blue cheese. And I really liked the idea of Glenn's rosemary and parmesan grassini. Yeah. Sounds lovely. Although he was using butter, not oil, which meant they were always going to be a bit too soft because they were asking for a snap. The thing that I liked is when you watched them, no matter what the flavours were, when you heard the snap, some of them looked mm. so crisp. And then as they started eating, the a- ASMR of them eating and crunching was lovely. Lucy did oh. sea salt. Yeah, bless Lucy. Yeah, she, she she went for simple this week, but I feel like they'd kind of told her not to. Yeah. So she was kind of onto a losing streak, really. It's tough, though, because you can't really change at this point, but it was like just doing sea salt. Like you can't, And if you're going to do it just sea salt, at least you want to have like a ridiculous expensive olive oil so they taste really nice mm. or something. But if they're just boring. But she was proving hers in blocks, which I thought was interesting. So she divided them into six blocks and then proved them individually rather than as a bulk. Yeah, it's because she was cutting them out as well and then not rolling them or anything afterwards so and she it, wanted to relax the dough a bit yeah and it was very 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 soft dough it yeah. did i mean they looked fine it was more the flavor they didn't like i remember let's just forget season four because i remember you did a really good bread stick. oh i did i actually forgot about that yeah really good to the point ironically where, with olives in it i know that's why i was thinking that's i think that's why i think of you liking olives because michael's bread breadsticks <laughs> we don't use the term famously enough <laughs> <laughs> famously michael's breadsticks were famous literally Everyone in the tent. I mean, Michael also in Bread Week as well as winning it made about three times the amount of bread he needed to. Everyone in the tent was eating your breadsticks. Yeah, Sandy, who never used to eat anything really, was just like constantly nibbling. I had to make a second batch. We had so much time. Constantly nibbling. So yeah, the main problem, it seemed like the winners and the losers were split split more between who had Bendy and who had Snappy. That's true. It's like Legally Blonde all over again. But I actually agree. We don't use That was anything. a good reference and I got nothing for it. I've never seen Bend Legally and Blonde. Snap? I've never seen it. Oh, God. I know it's meant to be iconic. There's a theatre one, isn't there? I could watch that a with musical, you. But it's a musical. bend and snap. So the, the, the idea is the way to, to catch a man's attention is to do the bend and snap, which is when you drop a pen and you bend slowly to collect the pen and then snap up again. Well, they should have done that on this. They should Lucy have could have done that. I'm sure she might have got a bit better. <laughs> um, but you were right. Basically, Ruby and Francis were the top for that one and everyone else was kind of the same. Technical... I loved this one. They had to do eight English muffins in two hours and 45 minutes. Mm, very good challenge. And they were baking on like a griddle thing, not yeah. like in the oven as well. And it's a, it's a tough one because often with the bread things, the bread's very similar, whereas English muffins are quite a different dough. Yeah. Actually, I would have struggled with this only because I like making English muffins, but I do a thing where it's like uh, you do it as a rise in the fridge overnight and all this kind of stuff. Sure. I've never made them in such a short amount of time. But the griddle thing is really tough because you'd think you want it to be hot. But actually, if it's too hot, they just burn. burn at the bottom before they've cooked through. And so, No yeah, one wants a burnt bottom. No one wants a burnt bottom. Um, also, what they did in this challenge, which I thought was a, a sneaky thing, which I hated when they did it to us as well. They gave them all of the cutters. Yes. So you don't know which size. To, you roll it out and you can't work out quite how big they're going to be. What's your ring size, Michael? My ring size? <laughs> I've never you measured. small, medium or large? I prefer medium. I think I would have You're gone... You're famously small. I, I would have gone for small, I think. See, I, so the, the issue with the muffins as well is that they will rise. They'll puff up. Yes. But the... 
what I, what you should probably do is roll the whole thing out, then kind of do like little, little imprints to see how much dough you'll be left with. Because if you're going to be left with a lot, you should go bigger. But the problem is you don't think like that in the tent. And like when we had to make those wee pastry, what they called maids of honor, none of us put the right size in. Yeah. But the thing also is when you cut out you, because I was thinking I would go for the small because that looks like the muffin sizes in. It will. You want the medium one, mm. but you think maybe it would rise. But often it kind of rises up and it kind of pulls in a bit. So it makes it smaller. So yeah, the medium was the correct one, I think. Well, I would have won then, wouldn't I? Howard was having a hard time with his rising. He said it would have been nice if it had puffed up a bit more, but we'll work with it. <laughs> We've all been there, haven't we? Night out, you know, beer does it to some people. This was one of the most iconic moments in all of Bake Off for me is when... Sue goes over to Howard. Oh yeah! Asks you about it. And then she just suddenly says, "Like, oh, Howard, look, look at this." And she's lent on his muffins that have just been proving beautifully. And she's literally elbowed it and put a full body weight on like, it, like all of the air gone, <laughs> like a full-on elbow dent. And the blessed Howard is like, "Oh, <laughs> you can tell he doesn't know how to react to it." Yeah, absolutely perfect. One of the best moments of Bake Off. You're right. And yeah. obviously, the judges will be told by the producers, so they just wouldn't have judged that one. Kimberly. Genius. Kimberly I was, was flying in this whole episode. I, as we said, like, I remember this series, but definitely not the first episodes. I didn't realise she was such a genius from the start. So, for the griddle. And she's so beautiful. I know it's, oh, not, impo- it's not about looks, but like, if it was, she would win. It could also be about <gasps> she's looks. She's beautiful. Because <laughs> when you're making these, you put, one of the hardest things is when you're doing it on a griddle, it's very different to being in an oven with heat everywhere. So it's to know that the trickiest bit is to make sure they're baked in the middle and not just mm. raw. Um because Paul doesn't like it raw. That's what Deborah and Sue said, actually. <laughs> yeah. So what she did is she got a bit of the dough and she put that on with her muffins. And when she thought it was done, she took that piece of dough off and checked inside. So smart. There was lots of copying happen- happening across the tent this week. So Rob said that he was looking around to see if anyone had a thicker one than him, um, which is, I mean, fair enough. And then Becca was like, well, mine aren't as big as other people's, but I'm going to have to let that go. And I think that is a very positive attitude from Becca. If, you, if you're going to look around, be positive like Becca. <laughs> I thought it was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. But before we got to judging, there was some BB. And I would like you to clarify to everybody what the BB was this week. Um, it was about muffins. It was about muffins, yeah. Oh, was it about muffins? Yeah. <laughs> it was about Eggs Benedict? No. Oh. Think, what does BB, what's BB normally about? Oh, kings and queens and the Victorian history. times. History. History. The history of muffins. Yeah. What's the most famous thing about muffins? He lived on Drury Lane. The Muffin Man. The Muffin Man. It's about these muffins. Man. It's not about the cake. I should watch no. the baby. He's, he's basically just explaining what happens in Trek. No, it's um, Muffin Man used to be a street seller because servants used to eat muffins and he would like ring, a, ring his bell in the streets to be like, get your muffins here. Um, and then police banned the bell ringing and he was made redundant. And that was the end of that story. And that's why everyone's asking where the Muffin Man's gone. Yeah. Do you know the Muffin Man? Well, the Muffin Man! Also, servants <laughs> no, were... That's a good reference. That was good, wasn't it? It was very good. Servants were a bit David's bougie. David's not watched Shrek. He has no idea. I've watched Shrek. I do. I've seen that film. <laughs> um, servants are a bit bougie. Having muffins, they're quite well, nice. Well, it was used. It was to use up dough. Oh, so right. So we the fringes to roll it together. Oh, so they're stealing as well. Yeah. Right. So, 12th was Lucy... 11th was Becca, 10th was Howard with his leaned on muffin. Which Sue did own up to. She did, yeah. And then third was Ruby, second was Frances, first was Kimberly. Our queen who deserves everything in this world. Next on to the showstopper. Again, this is, oh, this is where they kind of didn't... When people were saying go back to the basics, to season 14, they were meaning go back to this. Mm. Not give them no time, but go back to this. Because for the showstopper, they just had to do a decorated loaf in four hours. They could do whatever they wanted for this loaf. It had to be decorated... Arguably, Lucy didn't decorate. No, she, what she, did, she, she put some tomatoes <laughs> on top of it. She just put some roasted tomatoes on top. Um, but whose did you like? 
Well, going to Lucy, I think her flavors are probably quite good because I do a similar thing. Whereas I, rather than having liquid in the in the bread, I'll whiz up vegetables or fruits, not fruits, but like um, when I make like a, a red pepper bread, I'll roast red peppers, whiz that, then that becomes my liquid. So I thought hers probably tasted quite good. It was just underproved, not cooked, and um, <laughs> wasn't decorative. Um, <laughs> and it didn't. It wasn't a four-hour loaf. That's the thing they were saying. It's like yeah. even if she'd done just a set of them or something but the main issue for that was it wasn't just that it was simple it's like it didn't take four yeah. hours kimberly though she was doing like a tear and share loaf so she was doing a saffron base with za'atar and garlic which i thought sounded absolutely delicious like the flavors of that yeah she Amazing. called it a piece bread and it they said it was very very aromatic and it was baked mm. perfectly she is a scientist i thought ruby's white chocolate and orange sweetbread peacock thing with kind of plaits as feathers that was lovely very very clever idea and paul said the genius thing about that was that if you need with a machine especially if you need vigorously with the chocolate and things mm. it might get incorporated into the bread whereas with hers you actually got like bursts of the white chocolate which was yeah nice. that's a really good point and we didn't see what francis was making because um she was just not in this bit good because all i've written is judging looks good great bake but i didn't know what it was it was a sailor's knot and that's all i've got written down but i don't know anything else really about what she did so becca was doing a cinnamon and honey wreath and the thing about hers was as she like brought it out and she's doing all these things she was thinking that this might save her from everything like i was looking at it thinking you could kind of tell that it wasn't great because it hadn't puffed up nicely. The colour was like burnt in some bits but looked anemic in other bits and they didn't. It was a bit raw and flat. Yeah, but lovely flavours, they said. I mean, apart from Lucy, a lot of them were being complimented for their flavours, actually. Let's talk about Ali, though. He did yin and yang bread, which was like white chocolate and apricot on one side and then chicken tikka and paneer on the other. <laughs> like weird, like weird coming together, but like it looked great. And he said the idea came to him in a dream, which you might laugh at, but that's exactly how I worked out my tear and share bread. Yeah, and most of the bakes you're doing, you don't have time to think about it. So it is like when you're cycling to work, when you're daydreaming, yeah. like suddenly ideas well, come no, to I've you. done the bread, the one that I got the handshake for. Thank you for mentioning that. Um, <laughs> but I, the way you do it is you put like a, a disc of a disc of dough filling, disc of dough filling, disc of dough filling. So when you twist it, the, the kind of the layers all show through. And in a dream, I had to put to change one of the colors of them so it twisted and you had like a different color of dough you can find this recipe online in lots of places because it was very successful it was actually very very successful but they also said it did really work not only did they work individually they actually were very impressed with his so who's who weren't they impressed with and we've already talked about becca and we've talked about lucy which weren't that great what about paul the psychic octopus yes robert was doing paul the psychic octopus what is that i've got no it's it's this football heterosexual culture i wrote paul the psychic lobster at first (laughs) i couldn't tell what it was it was very doughy at the bottom and they was had no flavour. Yeah, a bit doughy and tight. Worse has been said about me, but it wasn't quite good for him, was it? Lucy didn't, yeah. They basically told her during the royal tour. I wrote down, I didn't know she went this episode, by the way, she goes this episode. Um, I didn't know she'd left, but in the royal tour I wrote, she's leaving, she must know it's over, before she'd even started. Yeah. They, 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 I mean, they were like, they kind of sort of tried to make out like they were giving her the chance to do something else. And I was like, yeah. well, she doesn't... She's got no phone. Yeah. Like, how is she meant to... Like, what? And you can't anyway. And it's a bit harsh because she's sent in all of these recipes. Yeah. Also, Mark, he did an eight-stranded plat with garlic and sage. And the thing is, it just wasn't that good. So it wasn't the worst ever. Um, It wasn't baked properly. They couldn't taste the sage. And also, if you're going to do a plat, it has to be perfection like John Waits was. Perfect. Yes, very much that. So the winner was Ruby. Kimberly. Ruby. 
Oh, I didn't watch that bit. I just thought it was going to be Kimberly, so I just stopped and just wrote Starbaker Kimberly. <laughs> was it actually Ruby? It was Ruby. Because you guys were coming... Basically, Alex was at the door, and I was like, oh, it's obviously Kimberly's word and Bottom's Lucy, so I didn't even finish watching it. Yeah, so the winner was Ruby, and leaving was Lucy. Huh. So, our Queen Ruby Tando has risen to the top, but Lucy's simple bakes didn't quite cut the mustard and she was sadly the second to leave. I can only imagine what being a star baker in Bread Week must feel like. Such an accolade only goes to the most talented, smart, witty, brilliant and handsome bakers. In unrelated news, I hate it when you write the scripts, Michael. I don't know what you're talking about. Right, this week's taste test comes from Nicole, who wants to put in a good word for Christmas cake with a big solid wedge of cheddar cheese. This is an easy one. Nevertheless, we shall persist. You've got about 60 seconds to decide. Fancy another ad? Go on then. We're such givers. Speak for yourself. We're here to talk about our OnlyFans. Ooh, tell me more. Well, it's a site where you can get loads of bonus content, including ad-free episodes, interviews with exclusive guests, recipes, ramblings, recommendations, the whole shebang. What's a shebang? Absolutely no idea. Precisely the kind of journalism you can expect from us. <laughs> to join the OnlyFans community, all you need to do is hop on over to patreon.com forward stroke sticky bun boys. And for the price of a supermarket meal deal a month, it could all be yours. Nicely done. Thank you. I can't help but feel like I did most of the heavy lifting there. Yeah, but you're so strong. You're too kind and lazy. Well, obviously, it's that's how you eat Christmas cake. Yeah, although also Wensleydale cheese is nice. Wensleydale. Wensleydale and mustard. Not, <laughs> not mustard. mustard. <laughs> no, 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 not that. But I think that's, a, that's how I eat my Christmas cake. Yeah, because a Christmas cake, rich, solid, and then you want this mm. kind of like tangy salty cheese yeah it's, i thought it was a northern thing maybe the southerners don't do it extra mature like me mm, like uh, me uh shall we go for a disaster of the week oh, i quite yes. enjoy your wee sting as well actually let's whack her back in again disaster of the week ah! i've actually got two no no i've got one i've got one the big one is i was at a film premiere this week and at the post-show party, you were... Sorry, I didn't invite you. Sorry, I took someone else. <laughs> <laughs> Who did you take? Katie. Ah, uh, Katie. I only get to go to events if Michael invites me. No, that's not I'm true. always a plus one. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got that plate and I never got that. Oh, oh great. Thanks. <laughs> if that well, was the plate that meant that I didn't get invited to anything, thank you so much, Bake Off. You'll like this, though. I was at this party, as was Dame Prudence Leith. <laughs> <laughs> and um, my friend's like, go and say hello, go and say hello, go and, t- go and say hello. And I was like, no, no, like, no, no, she's out having a nice time. I'll, I'll leave her be. It was four years ago. She filmed Bake Off year round. But then, like, we kind of came face to face. And I kind of smiled and I was like, oh, hello. She looked through me, said nothing and just walked off. Did you shout Genoese after her? <laughs> <laughs> what about my Genoese? <laughs> rude. Do you think she didn't recognize you or do you think she was being rude? I, I, honestly, maybe she was just like in a different place. I don't know, but I was left humbled and mortified. <laughs> is it rude too? <laughs> yes, it is, Prudence. Very Charles rude. Charles Dance was there and he said hello. Who's that? Okay, he's a very famous actor. He didn't, he didn't say hello as of like who, knowing who I was. He just, I went, oh, hi. And he went, hello. And then kind of trundled off on his way. Was Prue, when you said she was enjoying herself, was she, was she a bit moody? Was she not having a good time? Well, I don't really know. Are they filming still? No, they're finished filming now. They don't film over Christmas time. What was she wearing? She was, she was wearing classic plu. plu. she was wearing a plume no she was wearing blue with like a long red cardigan and a big necklace and the big chunky glasses like she looked like prue Uh, maybe it wasn't prue maybe that was what it is the first question from the inbox says from atabak atabak oh i like that name atabak how did you learn to create baking recipes 
what we do is we copy them. <laughs> yeah. So on Bake Off, you have to make three significant changes to any recipe that you've taken off the internet so that it is sufficiently your own. Yeah. Very, and that's what every, that's not just Bake Off, that's what everyone does. And it's not to create a totally individual baking recipe. It's very rare. Even proper bakers don't do that very often. Oh, you can't do it anymore. No, it's often like adding twists and things. I mean, people do things like mixing, like the first person that did a cronut, I guess, and things like that. Mm. But creating them, it is about tinkering. And just playing around with things. But it works best if you understand why the recipe works in the first place. Also, I think you can do a really simple bake, but just change up the flavours. And that's how I learned to kind of to develop my flavour profiles. So I would just do Victoria sponges, but whack in different spices and zests and things like that. And that's how I've kind of found my favourite pairings that I know how to put into things. Yeah, and just be prepared for things to go wrong. I would say at the moment with cost of living, it's probably not a good time because when you are creating new recipes, you do get a lot of failures. You need to be yeah. ready for that because like most of them probably won't work. Cosy lives ruining us all. Next up is Catherine. I've been wondering why Bake Off always films chocolate and pastry episodes when it's 40 degrees outside. It's like every year we're surprised that chocolate won't temper and pastry melts. Is there some simple reason I'm overlooking why they can't film in the winter or at least not at the height of summer? I mean, first of all, there is no real height of summer in the UK. It's very hard to decide when it's going to be True. very, very hot. And actually, they do film it earlier than the full-on summer in the UK. It's just that often you just have these one or two really hot days yeah. in June or something. You can't do it in the winter because Christmas is happening and people are away and busy and things like that. And also it'd be so cold. Yes, I was going to say, one of the things is in the early parts of it, you're really, really cold and they don't want everyone wearing massive jumpers, sweaters or coats and things because, yeah, the tent isn't climate controlled at all, so it'd be freezing. I don't mind it, you know. Like, yes, of course, like every year everyone kind of is like, why is there no aircon? Why is there this? Why is there that? But, like, I don't feel like the judges penalise them for it being hot and something not working. It's part of Bake Off. And they want the drama. I don't think it's right. so bad with pastry, anyway. I think chocolate and caramel, like, I remember in our year, because the year before it had been so, so hot, mm. I was told that they'd deliberately not done a chocolate or a caramel week because they thought, oh, if it's like that again, it just is too difficult. Yeah, I, I, I don't mind it. I quite enjoy it. And, like, it's a kind of a running joke every year that it's always the hottest week in the tent. And, like... You don't see that, but the producers do do their best to help you. Like you can keep your bakes in the fridge or the freezer if you need to. Like when you when you were really hot that year, they put gave you like those frozen towels, and they give you when you're doing pastry work, they'll give you a frozen marble slab which will stay cold for the entire run. To be honest, it's actually not so much of a thing as poor bakers, but I feel sorry more for the TV people because yeah. they still got to produce the show. And one of the difficult things is once it's finished, there's actually quite a big break before the judging, and at that time the gate the cakes could go. To, to a mess and yeah. that's gonna look bad on them although they do sometimes help you prop up your cake but they just choose who to do that for <gasps> oh. right now, next one's from sam i know this is leaving david out ha. but michael i need to know your ranking of taylor swift's albums that's i would not, like that's first not, whoa 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 that's not leaving me out i uh, could rank them well i'd like you to name them all please first shake her off nope <laughs> <laughs> no something about a woods or like a folky name oh yes go with folk try again with folk folk time <laughs> folky wokey folklore folklore yes. Flo folklore <laughs> folklore i knew i did actually know I that one do love because that's your number one isn't it um no oh well then that's also quite a recent one can you name any of the other ones no no okay so i'm not going to give the bottom but How i'll give the other? top couple only... there's 10 10 10 she's quite been successful busy, hasn't she? so we've got debut we've got uh, fearless red 1989, Reputation, Folklore, Evermore, Midnights. Do you know what? He's not even reading this off a list. He actually knows all these. But my top ones, my top ones are always between 
1989 reputation because like, 1989 was my last year of university and it was like my first heartbreak ever and my first real proper heartbreak so that was that one and then reputation i love what it stands for and it's also taylor swift um swifties out there it's two albums in one so the first song is called dot 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 ready for it and then the, and like in the middle i think track seven is so it goes dot 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 and that first seven songs is an album in and of itself about her reputation and the second section is actually about her as a person. Oh, I love her so much. I love the fact that you're celebrating the fact that she just rinsed you for more money by selling you two albums instead of one. No, no, it's the opposite. I got two for one. She gave me one album and I got two albums. But there was only seven songs on the album. There was 14 or 13. And there's no bottoms, is there? Well, no. I mean, arguably it would be Everlore, sadly. Oh, that's the one I said, Folklore. No, Folklore and Evermore, the sister albums. You're very close. Oh. Is this good to listen to if you don't like Taylor Swift? Probably Ooh. not. But then maybe you should just start liking Taylor Swift. Next up is Gareth. I'm starting college soon, and as the only gay person in my school, is kind of put an end to all romantic prospects I would have had. I'm moving to a big town where there's so many more openly queer people, but I'm really worried that everyone there will already have more experience than me, and it'll put people off. I've not even had my first kiss yet, and it makes the thought of putting myself out there really scary help this is a lovely message it takes me back massively and all you have to say is don't worry about it like oh that's people... good isn't it because often that helps um i often <laughs> found my parents when i'm younger when i was younger they'd be like stop being angry and i was like oh good i'm fixed now aren't i don't worry you didn't let me finish You're also as bad as my gp stop worrying it. okay because people like you'll meet so many different people especially like you said you move into a bigger town and there's so many more openly queer people and people Every, a lot of people will be in exactly the same boat as you. It's yeah. not, you're not going to be. It's so easy to think that you're going to be the only one like this and etc. Um, and especially if you've been somewhere where you've already felt like the only gay person, but you won't be the only person that has less experience. And you also will be meeting a lot of people. They'll be quite happy to be with someone who's had less experience. Um, so I would say, yeah, just enjoy yourself. Yeah, you're really, like, you're really kind of assuming everyone else has been out there like shagging like rabbits and stuff. And that's not necessarily the case. There'll be people who are moving to this town who have been in the exact same situation as you. And even if they aren't, that doesn't matter. And there's people who are a lot older than you who are early in their experiences. Yeah. And it, no one really I mean, you cares. were quite late. Yeah, coming out, but not necessarily experiences. Oh, my. <laughs> Alex has never kissed anyone still. <laughs> and that's not a funny joke, because that's okay. Yeah, it's okay. Guys, I have. Have you? Who, what, who are they? Name their names. Dogs Dogs do not count. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's move on to the Is It Rude Twos. Right, I'm taking it from here. Are you ready, Chief Justice Michael? I'm ready. Is it rude to... <laughs> Ask your date if they're full and then finish them off. Finish them off? <laughs> I your pardon. Are you full? <laughs> Good. <laughs> you're not going to want to do it. Undo you're your full. belt. <laughs> I think it means like finish their food off. <laughs> um, well, I think the first, if we're going to take it as finish them off, <laughs> then like, sure, I have no comment. But if it's finished their food off, yeah. I agree. I think even if you've asked if they're full, if it's your friend, you've known them for a long time, that's not rude because you've asked. Mm. If it's a date, that is quite weird yeah, to do. That's a bit of a no from me. Yeah. And if you're going to finish them off, do it in private. Yeah, don't do it in the restaurant. No. Maybe you've got one of those little dark table corners. It's a dark room. <laughs> is it rude to 
Eat full meals on camera while in a Zoom meeting. Oh, that's a tricky one, actually. I will always turn my camera off and pretend it's not working. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at least... Yeah, so then you come on afterwards, you've got... Uh, Although, I was, in a, I was in a really long Zoom meeting the other week, and I was having a bowl of porridge while it was happening, so my camera off. But I hadn't realised my, my microphone was on, and I was, like, scraping the bottom <laughs> of the bowl. <laughs> I was just about to say, actually, I find the, the ruder thing would be keeping your microphone on, not your camera. I think people watching you eating isn't as bad as them hearing no, the I noise. No, I think it's worse when you've got your camera on and you can tell that the person's just doing emails and just typing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, you feel like you're not absent. But actually, I frequently, when we're working from home, if Nick's kind of got meetings that are back to back and I've got a break, I often make him like a big salad and just hand it to him while he's in his meeting. Yes, I think, I think it's all right. Just I don't, don't have the microphone on. Or just be like, oh, I'm really sorry. Um, haven't had time for lunch. Going to be eating doing this. Hope that's all right. And then you're fine. There you are. Chief Justice fixed it. Okay, next one. Is it rude to <laughs> cut fingernails in public? The answer is that it's rude, yes. We can just move on. That is very rude. This is very, very rude. <laughs> I'm li- when I'm reading that as well, I'm picturing someone getting off the train, crouching down, taking the <laughs> shoes off and just doing it. Why? How public do you have to be? It's fingernails, not toenails. Oh, yeah, fingernails. <laughs> <laughs> Still, I'm just picturing a really, really public place, like on a train or something. Because I guess public could just mean in front or of Or as you said in the outtake, a really pubic place. A really pubic <laughs> place. <laughs> is it rude to... <laughs> Correct people's grammar. Oh, I think it is. Yeah, I think it's a bit... I think the reason why I think it's rude is people can have issues. Like, I'm not very good with grammar. No, and I all. think people... I hate it when people say about, um, like, kind of grammar and punctuation and stuff and literacy equaling intelligence. I think that's really... The dickheadish, really. Yeah. Like, and also, why are we thinking that even intelligence is something special? It's okay not to be intelligent and be the best person in the world at other things. Yes, Alex. <laughs> and it's okay that you're not very good at anything else as well. Stop. That's okay. Alex, stop writing in. <laughs> I'm afraid that's all we've got time for this week. Don't blame us. Blame producer Alex. He hates it when we ramble on too long. Yeah, he's a real Grinch. That's a good way of putting it. He's quite green and hairy. I don't even know what to do with that, David. Anyway, do you know what I would love for Christmas? Ooh, I don't actually. Well, it's actually three things. Greedy. Do go on. Well, firstly, I'd love it if people subscribe to this podcast on their podcast apps and gave it five stars. That's technically two things. What can I say? I'm very greedy. Secondly, I'd love people to send in their Is It Rude To's questions, stories, and thoughts to stickybunboys at gmail.com. And what's the last one? A massive sloppy snog from a handsome stranger. Well, I live on quite a busy street, so let's see if we can sort that one out right after the podcast. Perfect. What would you like for Christmas? Ooh, that's a tough one. I'd probably say more people joining our only flan so that we can keep doing this podcast week after week. That's such a lovely idea. I can't believe I didn't think of that. They'd also get loads of bonus content too so it's sort of a gift both for them and for us what a lovely win-win situation right should we go and get that handsome stranger for you i thought you'd never ask we'll see you next week and in the meantime keep Keep them sticky michael's going to (laughs) ready for the boring bit let's go the sticky band boys are not endorsed by or affiliated with love productions the great british bake-off or any of its subsidiaries all views and opinions are our own the great british bake-off and all related content are registered trademarks and copyrights of their respective trademark and copyright holders very professional david in one breath (laughs) we're all just having a bit of fun aren't we (laughs) head over to hulu this march where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, 
a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.